Back during the revolutionary times, there was a gentleman named Thomas Paine. Thomas Paine wrote a pamphlet called Common Sense. Seems like common sense is not so common anymore. Back during those days, he wrote that pamphlet, Common Sense, and it really inspired our revolutionary patriots in their battle against the tyranny of King George. And you know, Thomas Paine got it really right when he said, those who expect to reap the blessings of freedom must, like men, undergo the fatigue of supporting it. Welcome to the Freedom Revival. I'm Bruce Robinson, your host, and uh, thank you for joining us this evening. We have a lot of really interesting things to talk about today. The Freedom Revival is a show here on America Out Loud Talk Radio where we discuss timely news and events that concern anyone who loves life, liberty, and freedom. You can find America Out Loud Talk Radio on the iHeartRadio network. You can also listen in on our media player from any web browser anywhere in the world. We have the best in-class apps available for Apple, Android, and Alexa, where we stream 24-7. And now you can even hear our shows on demand via podcast on those very same apps. You can listen to my show on Apple Podcasts if you want. Um, to find out more, search for AmericaOutLoudNews.News in your web browser. And now uh, let's get down to business. I want to start the show off uh, with a rundown. Um, I, I like this idea of going down uh, some of the top 10 news headlines in that the media didn't post as a headline. In other words, the media didn't tell you about these things in the past week. So I'm going to tell you about them right now. Uh, number 10 is uh, the CIA were exposed this week trying to bribe analysts to say that COVID did not originate in the Wuhan lab. Now we know that COVID uh, originated in the Wuhan lab, but the CIA was trying to bribe analysts to say that it did not. Why would they do that unless they're trying to cover it up? The California State Senate approved a $300 a week check for all unemployed illegals. I don't I I I just can't folks. I I can't. The, I, the, we're going that that California is going to fall off into the Pacific Ocean. I mean, I really think it, it's going to be it, we're going to have surfside beach real estate in Arizona and uh Nevada pretty soon. So, you know, line up and get your property out in the desert cuz it's going to be beach the beach uh beachfront property pretty soon. California is just going to fall off and sink in the, in the Pacific Ocean. Uh, Ma Speaking of the Pacific Ocean, Maui residents now say the government is working on deeming Lahaina a natural disaster area in order to take their land. You know, we reported earlier, uh, I guess last week, we reported that they weren't letting people back into their homes. 
they were they locked down the area and they put up these weird fences so nobody could see inside and they were uh prohibiting any drones from flying over to see what they were doing in there what are they digging up in there what are they doing in lahaina why is it so secretive why aren't the people allowed to get back into their homes to get what's left of them there why did only certain houses burn to the ground and everything's a pile of ash and other things are just standing there there's a lot of questions uh about that lahaina uh maui situation and uh it doesn't seem like authorities are very forthcoming with answers Senator Elizabeth Pocahontas Warren threatens to investigate Elon Musk for following government orders by not providing Starlink to Crimea. Now, he didn't provide Starlink to Crimea, and by doing so, he avoided escalating the war because the Ukrainians were trying to line up Starlink to uh, to attack uh, Russian ships in 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 the uh in in the near crimea okay right you know so they this would have really escalated the war if uh if he allowed the ukrainians to have starlink in the crimean peninsula so bravo elon for that uh and you know boo to elizabeth pocahontas warren uh you know who uh is threatening to investigate him Election software deals that were made by officials in 36 states were found to have hidden clauses in their contracts that allow election staff to override the results of an election. I got to read that again. Election software deals that were made by officials in 36 states now have been found to have hidden clauses in their contracts that allow election staff in these states to override the results of an election. People are saying there's no election fraud, and the contracts in 36 states say that they can just override the votes. What's going on in our nation, folks? What's going on? A federal judge declared Biden's program for undocumented immigrants illegal. Well, Finally, some positive news. I mean, they're opening up the border uh, and people are just flooding in. I saw one border crossing uh, with people are like it's like 2000 people a day coming in through through just one uh, one one spot there. And it's people from all over the world. You have people from Africa coming across our Mexican border. I mean, you know, the word's gotten out that, uh, you know, America's open for the taking and and everybody's pouring in as any way they can get here. I saw I saw a train. I saw a Mexican uh, open cargo train. Like these were like the 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 big uh, like dump truck bed uh, cars that are usually used for holding uh, raw materials or grain or whatever. And and these big open cars were filled with illegal immigrants, and the train was hauling them toward the border. So now we know that they didn't walk from South America. They've been, you know, they've been helped. And who's paying for that? Who's transporting them? Uh, I think uh, our inquiring minds would like to know. Hunter Biden, once again, indicted on gun charges after his sweetheart deal with prosecutors fell through. That story is still developing. An An electronic voting machines expert says that Georgia 
the state of Georgia counties destroyed 1.7 million ballot images and Dropbox surveillance videos in violation of the law. So they just burned the evidence. Uh, you know, that that sounds like Hillary Clinton smashing her phones and and, uh, you know, bleach bit using bleach bit on her uh, emails. Uh, you know, there should be a penalty for destruction of evidence. Right. I mean, shouldn't they be penalized for that? In other words, maybe, maybe just maybe they should invalidate the vote in Georgia because what else are they going to do if the evidence is gone, then. Okay, if you want to play, if you want to play that, we're just going to do a revote, and you're not going to be able to destroy the evidence. How about that? Um, an Albuquerque federal judge has blocked New Mexico Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham's suspension of the Second Amendment in the state. Now, did you see that story? She, um, she quote unquote, temporarily suspended. The Second Amendment for uh op- for open carry uh, of guns in in New Mexico, and people showed up in the town square to openly protest by openly carrying their guns. Now that's uh you know that's uh, activism in action. I mean, I think that uh, the good people of New Mexico deserve better than Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham. But anyway, an Albuquerque judge just agreed. A Pennsylvania judge granted presidential immunity for President Trump to address the integrity of our election without liability, further proving Fannie Willis's case in Georgia has no merit whatsoever. All this stuff has to really fall apart, okay? So tonight... You know, we're seeing evidence of the weaponization of our uh, Constitution and our laws against innocent citizens. We're seeing the weaponization of our system and our uh, three-letter agencies against the people. So um, I thought it would be nice to talk about a little bit about uh, something that you know, we see news media people constantly parroting uh, our democracy, our democracy, our democracy. It's a threat to our democracy. Every five minutes, somebody on uh, mainstream media is saying, oh, but what about our democracy? You know, we see Nancy Pelosi and and uh, Adam Schiff and uh, uh, Chuck Schumer, um, Jerry Nadler, and they're all saying this is a this is an insult to our democracy. Has anybody ever read the Constitution? Have these dum-dums ever read the Constitution? Do you know that the word democracy isn't mentioned once in the U.S. Constitution? Not once, okay? We are not a democracy. I don't care what these people say. We're not a democracy. We have some democratic processes and principles, but we are not a democracy. We are a constitutional republic. And you can take that to the bank, folks. You know, when our founding fathers were forming the Constitution, I believe it was in Philadelphia at the Constitutional Convention, uh, Benjamin Franklin came walking up, and there was a there was a, a woman standing outside, um, and she said, Mr. Franklin, 
what have you given us? They were all waiting to see what these founders were going to produce because they were, they were anxious to see how they were going to free them from this, the tyranny of, of King George. And, uh, and so the woman said, Mr. Franklin, what have you given us? And Franklin replied, a republic, if you can keep it, madam. Yeah, it's a republic. Uh, you know, the founding fathers hated democracy. They hated it. You know, I mean, d d democracy was was not even thought of. They debated it. They had, the you know, the Federalist Papers. If you read the Federalist Papers, you can see the debate. I mean, it's all the correspondences, and they're, they're, they all made points, and they all took them into consideration when forming the Constitution. I mean, these guys did a, a Herculean task here, and they did it in a short period of time. You know, in Article, uh, in Article 4, Section 5 of the Constitution, just to put a finer point on this, the term Republican is used as an adjective, okay? There's no mention of democracy in the entire Constitution, but the term Republican is used. It says, as an adjective, it says the United States, quote, the United States shall guarantee to every state in the Union a Republican form of government. Now, they're not talking about, end of quote, they, they're not talking about Republican, you know, uh, political party. The Republican Party didn't even exist back then. They're talking about a republic, okay? The republic, the idea of a republic comes from ancient Greece. Um, and, you know, ancient Greece is famous for both the word democracy and um, what became the word republic, actually their word for it was politia, okay? Republic is a Roman word later derived from the Greek word politia. Anyway, um, you know, the Greeks are famous for, for democracy and that word politia and philosophy, you know. Um, and despite the fact that they're famous for sort of creating democracy, the democracy comes from the word demos, which means rule by the people. That's a Greek word, demos. Uh, but, you know, Greek philosopher Plato, who is probably the most important uh, Greek philosopher in the whole um, pantheon of Greek philosophy, uh, Plato was much opposed to democratic governance. In fact, he was opposed to democratic governments, government in Athens. Uh, his, um, his book, Politia, or Plato's Republic, as it's widely known, uh, is the cornerstone of Western political thought. Okay. Uh, it was written in 375 BC, and uh, it still holds a lot of important insights into uh, ethics and political life that we could learn from. Um, the, um, the, the famous intellectual Alfred North Whitehead said, the safest general characterization of the European philosophical, European meaning Western, philosophical tradition is that it consists of a series of footnotes to Plato. I mean, you know. Back then, uh, Plato was witnessing democracy uh, happen begrudgingly in his city of Athens. I mean, uh, Athenian democracy differed from the democracy we're familiar with in the present day. I mean, Athens was a city-state. 
so the whole country was Athens. Each city was a separate country in ancient Greece. So uh, you, I guess we could say that the cities of Greece were more like our states today, separate and self-governing. Um, you know, but they weren't under any kind of federal system. Uh, so, you know, governance of a smaller group of people enables a more direct form of democracy. I think it's, you know, easy to say that, you know, in a family, if you're sitting around a table and all the adults are voting on some kind of, a, you know, wh where are we going to go to the movies tonight? Uh, that's a much easier kind of democracy to uh, to manage than uh, a huge country 3,000 miles wide uh, and, you know, with all these varying different needs and, and uh, agendas and, and uh, uh, nationalities and everything else. I mean, it, it, it becomes difficult. You have to manage locally. And that's why our founding fathers gave us a republic. They gave us uh, sovereign states that could rule uh, independent of the federal government. And they gave us an overarching federal government that was there to just provide defense and maybe, you know, enforce contracts. And, uh, you know, it was not intended to be this down our throats type of thing. And uh, so so that's a, that's a very um, important point to make. So democracy versus republic. Let's talk about it. Um, what we have now, uh, if we have a democracy, Democracy means 51% can control 49%, okay? In a democracy, you have mob rule. I don't think that's something that we want. I really don't. Uh, there, you, you run the risk of, and Plato pointed this out way back in 387 BC or whatever it was. Uh, you know, when you have uh, tyranny of the majority, you do not have freedom. And, you know, our founding fathers, they were much more interested in liberty and freedom than they were, um, you know, any kind of uh, democracy or de democratic rule. And that's why they didn't use the word at all in any of the founding documents. So um, when we have a constitutional republic, which is what they gave us, which is what they talked about, which is what they debated in the Federalist Papers, in a constitutional republic, even 99% majority that wants to vote one way cannot take away the rights of the 1%. And that's a really important point to make. So, you know, when you have people screaming, our democracy, our democracy, it's a threat to our democracy, our democracy. You know what they mean by that word? They mean their oligarchy. They don't mean our democracy. They mean their oligarchy. And it's it's like a code word for them. And that's why they keep on barking that term democracy. Because if they really knew what a democracy was, uh, and by the way, they're operating as an oligarchy. So, you know, I mean, this is a giant psyop, okay? They tell us, oh, uh, the majority rules. And, uh, you know, the schools teach us majority rules. We're a democracy, um, you know, the teachers start teaching the young children that in public schools all the way up to high school. And then these kids go to go to college. And when they get to college, their left leaning professors are teaching them that we're a democracy. 
we're not a democracy. Even up, even at Harvard, okay, they, you know, they, they, uh, they sweeten the terms a little bit, but they tell the they tell the the young students that that uh, the United States is a democracy. It's brainwashing, complete brainwashing. They don't even teach civics in school anymore. If they did, they teach it right. And they would teach people what a constitutional republic is. They would teach people that in the Pledge of Allegiance, we say for the re- to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, okay? Indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. They don't even want people to say the Pledge of Allegiance anymore in many places. They don't want people to say one nation under God anymore in many places. They don't want Bible verses to be on the houses of government anymore. They want separation, not of church and state. They want separation of church from state. They want to remove anything religious out of government, um, you know, and replace it with the religion of state and uh, maybe atheism, which is in itself a religion. I mean, this is a big lie, folks. It's a big lie, you know. They uh, f- so the bra- the brainwashing about democracy first is what gets under my skin, and then they tell us that um, oh, and we have to go fight foreign wars to defend democracy in the world. Really, it's a lie. It's a lie. Look at all these wars, okay. Look at all these wars. First, you know, I mean, you know, I'm just going back in the 20th century now. I mean, you know, two wars in Germany, World War I, World War II, the Korean War, the Vietnam War, the Iraq War, the Iran War, Somalia, Kosovo, Bosnia, Afghanistan, Syria, Libya, Ukraine. I mean, now we're in Ukraine. Uh, You know, how many of those did Congress declare war? How many of those? In how many of those did Congress actually officially declare war? Because they're supposed to when we go to war. They've sidestepped Congress in all the in many of these wars, okay? Um, and now they're talking about Iran. They're talking about, you know, they've been ginning up a war with Iran for all these years, all right? Uh, what's the purpose of these wars? Who benefits from them? What's the cost to the U.S. taxpayer? I mean, we have we have homeless, disabled veterans living under bridge abutments in this country and living in the gutter with nothing. Our veterans who fought in some of these prior wars, and instead were sent instead of taking care of those people, instead of finding a solution for those people, we're sending hundreds of billions of dollars of taxpayer money unlawfully stolen from the American taxpayer, and we're shipping it overseas. And why do you think we're doing it? Where does the money go? Does anybody chase that money down the rabbit hole? Has anybody audit those funds? Because I will bet my bottom dollar that not all of that money goes to where they say it's going. I will bet that this money that's flushing through Ukraine in the form of foreign aid is a lot of it's flying out the back door and into offshore bank accounts and 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 you know these these uh these uh set up offshore trusts okay and who are the beneficiaries beneficiaries of those trusts well we've seen the Biden family 
has 20, at least 20 offshore accounts. Okay. That money is coming into from foreign sources, some of them unidentified foreign sources and some of them identified. We know that they're getting money from the Ukrainians. We know that they're getting money from the Chinese communists. We know that that money's going into their offshore accounts and then it's being redistributed to Biden family members. I mean, does that sound kosher to you guys? Because it's not. It's it, it doesn't sound kosher to me. So anyway, we've got all this foreign aid money laundering. It's going out the back door. Uh, the IRS is collecting money out of our paychecks. Okay, um, let's examine that a little bit. Is the IRS really allowed to take money out of our paychecks? Are they allowed to force corporations to take uh, withdrawals out of our paychecks for, for that, for Social Security? I mean, who appointed them with the ability to do that? Where does it say, where's the law that authorizes the IRS to do payroll deductions through corporations and take money out of our paychecks? You know, in the beginning, they said, oh, we just need to pay for World War I, and then we'll take it away again, and it was 3%. Well, it's gone from 3% to, you know, in some states, a combined city, state, and federal tax can be upward of 50%, all right? When I was living in New York, it was like uh, half my income going to taxes. Um, so we got foreign aid money laundering. And the only thing that enables that money laundering is the fact that they're collecting taxes on unsuspecting U.S. citizens. You know, if you starve the beast, the beast cannot fight. The, be the beast cannot uh, come against you. You know, a hungry beast doesn't eat you alive because he's, he can't move, right? So... Uh, you know, IRS uh, issues uh, aside, um, when we uh, come back, we're going to be uh, we're going to be coming back. We have to go to a break right now. But uh, when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about this. We'll talk about central banks. Um, we uh, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about taxes. Uh, we'll get into um, we'll get into some of the dark, deep uh, underside of of American uh life over the 20th century and some of the things that just keep on rearing their ugly heads that we find more and more about um you know the things that used to be called conspiracy theories and now they've been exposed as cons conspiracies uh so let's just take a short break and we'll come right back stay there folks and uh have a listen to our sponsors and we'll be back in no time this is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system to keep our bodies free from harmful bacteria, viruses, and toxins become less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code out loud. Cofix RX nasal solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray 
with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Oral hygiene hasn't changed in 50 years, but our diet and the way we eat has creating an environment in your mouth for bacteria to wreak havoc on your teeth and gums. For better oral health, get Spry Dental Defense, an oral care line designed to combat acid-creating bacteria. The toothpaste, mouthwash, mints, and gum all contain xylitol, a natural ingredient shown to dramatically improve oral health. Spry can be found online and at all fine natural retailers. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the wellness company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. The out loud truth was the rallying call that started it all. America Out Loud dot news was an idea, a movement, a place where folks would feel comfortable speaking the truth without being censored or canceled. The First Amendment is alive and well. America Out Loud talk radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Welcome back to the Freedom Revival. Before we uh, went to the break, we were talking about democracy and uh, constitutional republic and the difference between the two. And it, it called my mind to a famous quote by one of my favorite founding fathers, Benjamin Franklin, um, he, Benjamin Franklin said, democracy is two wolves and a lamb voting on what to have for lunch. 
Liberty is a well-armed lamb contesting the vote. Now think about that. What were our founding fathers trying to accomplish by their Declaration of Independence from King George and England? What were they trying to accomplish? Well, a lot of people make a big fuss about the Tea Party and, uh, you know, this uh, little little tax on tea. But it wasn't about the tax on tea. It wasn't that these guys wanted tax-free tea, okay? These gentlemen, really, what they wanted was uh, the tea tax was just a symbol of a wide variety, a whole litany of ills and uh and a, and a uh, an attack on what they felt were their natural rights and freedoms now these were these were learned men these guys were reading uh john locke they were reading the enlightenment uh philosophers they were reading edmund burke they were reading uh emmerich de Vattel, uh who who coined the, the term of art natural born citizen and you can look it up in, in Vattel's law of nations they were very well versed in, uh, you, you know, all this stuff, Montesquieu, and, um, and when they, when they, when they started to read this, they started to realize, and uh, their religious background as well, uh, told them that men had God-given gifts and talents, and they also had God-given rights, and they saw that their God-given rights were being infringed upon by a tyrant. In King George. Okay, so um, these were about taxes. These uh, these writings were were about uh, you know the taxes were the embodiment of all the ills that came against them that they felt needed to be all the wrongs that needed to be righted. So let's think about taxes for a moment. Do you pay taxes? Most people who work pay taxes. Okay. Uh, taxes come out of your paycheck even before you receive your money. Uh, Social Security taxes come out of your paycheck. There's a whole long laundry list now of taxes that we pay. We pay taxes on our cell phone bill. We pay taxes on our utility bill. We pay taxes on just about everything that we do. And now the people that are talking uh, a Green New Deal, they want us to pay taxes on the air we breathe and the water we drink. So you know, they want to tax every single element of the human condition. And this is even more oppressive than the uh, wrongs that our founding fathers thought were worth fighting a revolution to correct. So let's think about that. Um, is there any real law that authorizes taxation? If you go to the IRS and you ask them, where's the law that authorizes taxation? You know, the IRS will tell you, well, taxes are really voluntary. Uh, but, but you know, if you don't pay taxes, they'll put a lien on your house. They'll put a lien on your property. They'll put a lien on your bank accounts. They'll put a lien on any of your investments. Uh, I mean, these guys are thugs. They'll play hardball with you. And they don't have to, they don't feel like they have to explain anything to you, even though they're supposed to be, supposed to be public servants. I mean, uh, look at, uh, look at, uh, what was her name? Lerner in the IRS when she was oppressing uh, conservatives with uh, using the tax uh, system, using the IRS as a blunt weapon to beat the, beat the, the uh, uh, you know, conservatives and conservative donors over the head. I mean, um, you know, 
I'm a guitar collector. I like to play guitar and I love music and all that stuff. And, and, uh, uh, I noted this, this, uh, story a while back. It was some years ago. Um, the, the head of, uh, Gibson guitar, the uh, chairman of Gibson guitar was a, uh, pretty decent political donor to Republican causes, to conservative Republican causes. And, um, all of a sudden, all of a sudden he was attacked by an, a virtual army of alcohol, tobacco, and firearm agents who came blasting through the door with uh, automatic weapons and, uh, you know, like throwing people on the ground and arresting people and seizing uh, materials. Gibson Guitar had a big store uh, of uh, exotic hardwoods because they make their guitars out of hardwoods. And uh, the IRS and alcohol, tobacco, and firearms were actually claiming that uh gibson had had obtained those hardwoods illegally so you know what they did right they went in there and they seized all the hardwoods and they wouldn't let gibson make guitars with that wood so their whole production line was halted uh they completely stopped production of uh gibson's uh pretty good guitars actually they make a great guitar the, the Gibson Les Paul and many rock and roll guitars and folk guitars are, are made by Gibson. And um, they stopped production on Gibson and they tied their hands up and they went, you know, and they just they kept ref refusing to uh, produce the evidence. And this went back and forth in the courts. And I believe there maybe were some small fines paid. I'd have to look up the case to tell you exactly. But I what I know is. That at the end of the day, they, they they had to give them back the wood. So what did they do? They just tangled them up, and that's that's the kind of um, you know that's fascism. That's like a dictatorship. When they come in and they take your means of of support uh, over some silly thing. I mean, it turns out that Gibson was not breaking any rules. They weren't buying uh, illegal exotic hardwood. Uh, or, you know, they made this case, uh, you know, all the environmentalists, they made this case with these endangered hardwoods and, you know, whether it comes from Indonesia or whether it comes from Africa or South America or the Amazon rainforest, you know, uh, you know, listen, those guys use a lot of mahogany and ebony and all these extra, uh, you know, really exotic, uh, hardwoods. Um, so, but I, I, you, you have to think that that Gibson as uh, is not going to cut corners. They've been around a hundred years, um, or more. So, so they're not going to, you know, cut corners and take risks like that. They're going to go out and pay for the hardwood, and they'll build it into the price of the guitar. I mean, a good Gibson is two or three thousand dollars now. It's not a cheap uh, uh, thing to do. So, anyway, that's just an example of government used as a blunt object. But uh, uh, let's talk about Social Security for a minute, okay? Um, when our uh, grandparents and great-grandparents were, um, you know, going through, uh, you know, there was the Depression in the, in the uh, you know, that happened after, uh, after the 20s, all right? Uh, and I have some definite opinions on, on, on how that happened. A lot of it had to do with the establishment of uh, taxation and the Federal Reserve Bank and and all these other things, Federal Reserve Bank was uh, is not federal, and it doesn't have any of its own reserves, and uh, it, it's a private bank and with a shadowy group of 
of owners. And um, I could go on and on about that. But what happened was the depression came, the stock market crashed, and uh, Roosevelt came into office after Hoover. And uh, Roosevelt started this thing uh, called Social Security. Now, Social Security was started after he sent a boatload of professors and intellectuals to where? To Russia to study the miracles of Soviet Russia, Soviet Marxism. And uh, they went over there and they met with Stalin. And Stalin gave them the grand tour and showed them the miracle of the Soviet system. Uh, of course, Stalin uh, showed them a bunch of false information that made it all look rosy. Uh, but, the, you know, Stalin's own system was lying to him. You know, the crop reports went up every year. Uh, the, the livestock reports went up every year in Russia. And, of course, we know that so many people starved under Stalin. And uh, and that all of this was just uh, poppycock. It was, uh, it, was, it was falsified information. But Stalin charmed all these uh, Roosevelt uh, elites, elect, uh, these, uh, these people selected to uh, do this fact-finding mission. And they all came back to FDR's administration, and they were, gave glowing recommendations for certain socialist uh, ideals. And uh, it gave, I believe, it gave FDR the idea that, and some of his people that we could do a, um, a a social welfare program, an experiment where they start taking money out of people's pay, and and uh, we'll tell the people that it's going into a trust fund, but we're not going to set up a trust fund. The money's going to go basically into the general ledger. Congress can spend it, but then we'll just replace it with uh, with an IOU from the federal government, and we'll just keep printing money because the Federal Reserve says we can. And so, so this whole um, this whole idea of Social Security, our great grandparents and grandparents thought that they were getting a retirement plan. They thought they were getting a pension. Now, let me tell you, I'm, I've managed pensions before. Do you know what a pension is? The money goes into a segregated account for you. Okay, everything goes into a segregated segregated account for you. Even with a, uh, you know, there's defined contribution and defined benefit, okay? I'm not going to get into the details of that. But the point is that with a retirement account, money is set aside, segregated for you alone. That money then is professionally invested, and it gets a return, and that return then compounds the money, and the money winds up being a lot more at the end when you're ready to retire. That's the whole idea of a retirement program. When they started taking money out of people's paychecks, do you think they invested one dime of it? Do you think that they segregated it in people's individual names? Oh, you know, they may have run a ledger that had your name on it and what you put in. But once you put in, that money wasn't kept separate for you. There was no Social Security trust fund, folks. They lied to the American people about that. They led people to believe that there was money set aside for you with your name on it. And, um, you know, never mind that it wasn't invested. There, it wasn't even segregated. Now, I've done the math on this. If each human being, if each American that worked the job 
and had money taken out of his paycheck for Social Security. If each human, if if each working American uh, had that money set aside in a segregated account, and that money was invested in a broad basket of stocks and bonds. Uh, you could even wrap an insurance policy around it to guarantee the principal so that nobody would lose any money. All right. Uh, you could do it in a variable annuity where the money was invested, but it had a, it had a, um, you know, it had a rate of return comparable to stock market returns and bond returns. If that had been done properly from the beginning, each American over the course of a lifetime of working would be able to retire with a couple of million dollars. Okay, portable in your hand. If you didn't spend it all at the at the end of your retirement, the residual of it could go to your heirs. It's your money. Why shouldn't it pass to your heirs? That's not the way the government meant it, folks. The government meant for you to uh, die at sixty-one, and it's only eligible to to be taken out at sixty-five. And uh, so most people die before they get their money, and then the government keeps it, lather, rinse, repeat. It goes back into the system. Um, so I just want to talk to you a minute about a couple of our great sponsors because um, I've been trying out some of these products that uh, that our sponsors uh, produce. And one of them is uh, a product called Spike Support Formula. That's uh, a formula that's uh, produced in conjunction with Dr. Uh, Peter McCullough. And uh, Dr. McCullough has been on our program. Uh, he's on our network. He's, uh, he contributes a uh, 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 broadcast once in a while to the show. And um, uh, he's created uh, a supplement uh, that, uh, that uh, inhibits the effects of the spike proteins generation uh from the from the uh from the covid 19 vaccine okay we know that people are being injured by these things and uh the only way to uh reduce the injury is to stop the inflammation stop the spike protein generation um you know stop the uh, blood vessel blockage and stop the uh stop the attack on the human body that the vaccine causes so um so this uh Spike protein formula, spike support formula, it's called, from uh, Dr. McCullough, inhibits spike effects, it inhibits blood vessel blockage, and it supports T-cell activity. It's gluten-free, it's vegan, it's non-GMO, and it's made in the good old USA. So uh, check that out. You can go to americaoutloud.shop and find our products there, uh, our sponsored products. The second thing is, um, you know, as we come on to cold and flu season, uh, this is actually very important. Um, there's two products made by a company called Cofix RX. Cofix RX, RX like medicine. Um, there's a nasal solution and there's a throat cleanse. And it's, uh, you know, it's a triple action formula. It's got povidone iodine in it. It's got xylitol in it. It's got vitamin D3. These things have been scientifically proven to cleanse germs and bacteria and viruses out of your respiratory system and washes free, you know, any particulate matter that you might breathe in that's in the environment and in the air. And it's also made in the good old USA. So try Cofix RX today. Now, back to... Um, 
our discussion on, uh, we were talking about social security. Uh, so your money in social security is not invested for you. Okay. There's no lockbox. There's no trust fund. It's a ledger transaction. Okay. They're, they've got a, a list of uh, you, uh, you know, they can send you a little statement that says, this is how much you've contributed and this is what you can expect to receive. But um, th- the bottom line is that if you're working today, your social security payments are going to pay for the retirees that are retired already today. All right. Now that's called, you know, if we did that in the private sector, we'd go to jail for, for running a Ponzi scheme. All right. That's a Ponzi scheme. It's not a trust fund. It's not an investment fund. It's not a pension. It's not a retirement plan. Uh, it's not a 401k plan. It's not any of these things. Uh, if the money were properly invested, we'd all have millions of dollars at, at, at retirement. Okay, at least $2 million if you do the math. Um, so uh, so that's another big lie. Government lied, okay? Government lied when they set up the, uh, the, the Federal Reserve Bank. The Federal Reserve Bank, was done, uh, was was approved, um, you know, to by by uh, not even the whole Congress. It was like the Christmas vacation. There were a few guys showed up. They did a quick vote. Those guys were probably bribed to make the vote, and they voted in this private bank and put that private bank in control of the cost of money. Interest is the cost of money. The interest rate is the cost of money. All right. Now, um, let's think about that. Let's just think for a second. Let's talk economics. Why does the government, you know, our tax money now, it goes to the central banking system. The central bank lends the government money. So the government borrows money from the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve charges the government interest on that money. So they create a debt with interest on it that the taxpayer is liable for. Okay. Now, why does the government borrow money and pay interest on it when the government has the power to just print money? The Treasury can just print money if they need money. Why do they have to borrow money from the Federal Reserve and do this whole jumping through all this, all this, you know, hoop jumping, rope skipping baloney? Um, what what's the result of this? I mean, the government borrows money, pays interest on it when they could print their own money. This creates undue inflation. And it creates debt, okay? I mean, inflation means that workers need to make more money just to buy the same stuff they bought yesterday. I mean, inflation also means that as a nation, if we got to work more and more and, and make more and more money, that means our wages have to go up, even though we're buying the same amount or less goods. That means wages have to go up, which makes us less competitive in the world markets for goods, right? So that means that uh, pretty soon our factories and our factory owners are going to say, listen, U.S. labor is too expensive, right? We're going to go overseas where we can pay Chinese communists a dollar a day. Isn't that what happened? So, So the Federal Reserve and the government sort of colluded to create this borrowing and interest system where they can continually tax people, which creates more inflation, by the way. Uh, because taxes are taxes translate taxes and inflation translate into the cost of goods. All right. So the consumer price index goes up. If government just printed money, 
Oh, and they took us off the gold standard. I forgot to say that. They took us off the gold standard. Okay. They cleverly took us off the gold standard. The Federal Reserve said, you know, the gold standard just handcuffs us in terms of how much money you guys can print. So so let's take a let's go off the gold standard and we can just run the printing presses. But what we're gonna do is we're gonna run the printing presses, then we're gonna lend you the money, and then you're gonna pay us interest on the money, and then you'll tax the taxpayers and hang the debt on them, and we'll lather, rinse, repeat, and keep going, and we'll kick the can down the street as long as we can, folks, before it blows up. And when it blows up, We'll just buy the stock market at the at rock bottom prices when everybody has to sell because they're losing their shirts. And, uh, you know, hasn't that happened a few times? Uh, if the government just printed money backed by gold, wouldn't it create less inflation? Wouldn't it create less inflation? And if the government just printed money backed by gold, why, why does there have to be debt? Why does there have to be government debt? I mean, wouldn't we be more productive? Wouldn't we, instead of being a service economy that's had the foundation taken out from under it because, you know, American labor is so expensive that we just lay off all the workers and send the jobs overseas, okay? I mean, wouldn't we have more employment? Wouldn't we have more productivity? Wouldn't we have less inflation? Wouldn't we have a stronger currency? Wouldn't we be, uh, you know, more competitive in the world? Wouldn't we have a more stable, more predictable economy? I mean, look at history. From 1800 to 1913, when the Federal Reserve was formed, there was virtually no inflation. The economy was very predictable. I mean, okay, there was a little inflation during the Civil War, but that was, you know, war. That, that was wartime. And, uh, uh, you know, it's it's understandable that uh, during a time of war, uh, supply chains got constrained and all that kind of stuff. But as soon as the war ended, as soon as the Civil War ended, uh, the economy went back to normal and it was much more predictable. There was otherwise no inflation except for that little bit during the Civil War. We had good jobs. We had a growing economy. We had, uh, to a certain extent, we had tariffs. Uh, protecting our uh, our industries. Um, but uh, in 1913, the Federal Reserve uh, was formed by a bunch of rich uh, bankers on Jekyll Island um, off the coast of the United States, the southern United States. And uh, they set up the Federal Reserve. They set up the, uh, the European Central Banks. They set the Bundesbank, the Bank of England. They're all partners. They're all private. It's not about money. They can print money. It's about power. If you can control the money, you can control the people. The Federal Reserve came about illegally. Okay? And, um, you know, we need to shut it down, folks. We need to shut down the IRS and end the theft of our money. We need to stop permanent wars. We need to stop foreign aid money laundering uh, programs. We need real money, hard money, currency. We don't need CBDC where they can turn off the electricity and turn off your money when they don't like what you post on Facebook. Okay. They're doing that in China now. Tell me how that's going. How's that working for the Chinese? We need to stop the fear mongering. We need to stop the medical tyranny. We need to stop the war on terror because the war on terror never ends because 
they just keep on creating new terror. They create ISIS. They'll create a new dictator. They'll create a new Saddam Hussein. They'll set him up for failure. He'll get too big for his britches. And then we got to go in and bomb the crap out of him and bomb all the uh, military stuff that we sold them so that we have to rebuild the country and sell them new, new military stuff. Who makes the money on that? Not the American taxpayer. Okay. We need to return to our constitutional values. The Uniparty doesn't care who wins. They control both parties. Leaders are anointed. They're selected, not elected. As I said, the war on terror never ends. We don't need that terror. Um, so as I bring this show to a close, folks, please listen. Please bear with me. You know, democracy is two wolves and a lamb voting on what to have for lunch, according to Benjamin Franklin. A well-armed lamb contesting the vote is the definition of liberty. Uh, I'd like to say no weapon, as I always say at the close of my at the close of my show at the Freedom Revival, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And that's Isaiah 54:17. My name is Bruce Robertson. This has been the Freedom Revival. And I hope you'll tune in with us next time in the same place. Have a great week, folks.